Well, today was kind of a weird show because some of the stuff we planned on doing, we weren't able to do. Yes. And uh, But I think we I think we made it happen. We did. We played a round of Christmas Dead or Alive, which I love doing those kind of games. We also did a, uh, a very cool thing of playing back audio from our Christmas party, which was awesome. We yeah. wanted more audio, but, you know, hey. <laughs> I don't want to get into it. I don't want to get into why we don't have more audio. But uh, Kelly Jordan has a fantastic-looking tramp stamp and Brian Riley a uh, mangled-looking chest. And I popped my truck tire in the uh, one in 10 million. Only you, One man. in 10 million chance of being able to do this. Anyway, that was in our bonus track. The podcast starts now. Kelly and Wood. It's not my gun. You can't sue me. That's what we have up today and better call Brian as we are joined by Mike Bryant from the law offices of Brad Sean Bryant. Now this... Ripped from the headlines of Wood's life. I actually have two idiot friends down in Georgia who are going through this. Uh, It's set up, uh, so they were out at a friend's farm. So we'll put it from the one person here. My friend had me out to his farm, and we were shooting his twenty-two rifle. Now, apparently, one of the guys somehow shot the door of a truck. The truck owner now wants the guy who shot the truck to pay for it. But the guy who shot the truck says, it's not my gun. You need to go after the gun owner for that repair. Is this the next song by Morgan Wallace? Now, this does show yeah. you the kind of people that I hang out with, <laughs> Mike Bryant. Say, could this be a bigger hillbilly story? <laughs> yeah. yeah um, I, I mean, he's the one who shot the gun. I mean, does he think if he robbed a bank with somebody else's car, they couldn't come out after him because it's somebody else's car? I mean, I yeah, I don't think that's going to hold up very well. Um, he's the one who did the action. So he's probably the most direct person there is. I mean, we've talked in other shows, you know, about questions of multiple layers of defendants and that's the most direct defendant there is because that's the one who, who did the act. Now, could you be in any sort of trouble as the gun owner? Depends. Like if you, if a guy comes up to you and says, I'm going to go shoot somebody's door. Can I use your gun? And you give him the gun. <laughs> yeah, probably. But if he just borrows the gun as a normal person borrowing a gun that wants to go to target practice and probably not, um, it would depend on how much you know about his shooting. If you're with him, if you give him a 12 pack with the gun, you know, those kind of things. Well, I, I will admit I guarantee you there were bears drunk during this incident. So knowing these guys, absolutely. But I, I Next just, time you just got to shoot the empty beer cans, man. It's a lot safer. That's probably what they started doing. Then they ran out of beer cans and they figured, well. well see, this is the same reason why when you drive to the country, you see a stop sign with a bunch of holes in it. Yep, it's it's exactly. friends like yours out there, Wood. I wish that I could deny it, but that's 100% business. true. Mm-hmm. But so that's because I want to take you to the range. I want to take Kelly Jordan to the range, but he won't come with me. I, well, I, I, well, and there is no reason really, except for the fact it's expensive. And I have a single shot 22 bolt action rifle. I've shot a gun before. Look out, <laughs> door panels everywhere. Uh, a single shot bolt action rifle 22. Wow, that's a that's a weapon. <laughs> that's a killing machine. Right there. <laughs> Look out, squirrels. I think I I, well, I got it as a gift, and I have I've killed a couple of squirrels with it. I think. All right. <laughs> it's got a few notches in the old stock. Yeah. Although. I knew a guy in Wyoming that could shoot the eye out of somebody's head with a twenty-two. So you know, so Ooh, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> keep your head on a swivel. Yep, there you go. <laughs> all right, well, we got to the bottom of another one with Mike Bryant from the law offices of Brad Sean Bryant and Better Call Bryant Kelly and Wood. When we did our Christmas party on Thursday night, uh, one of the most popular segments we did was wax trivia. Thanks to waxing the city, and uh, whoever got an answer wrong. Whoever's teammate got an answer wrong, we had to rip wax off of them. We're going to put back some audio of that in just a second when Brian Riley joins us. But, Wood, did you see this? So, one of your biggest pet peeves on this earth, Mm -hmm. actually, is... And this story just got published yesterday, so this isn't old news. Okay. So, one of the things that makes you the most mad is that you say Jack could have fit on that door. Just flat out Rose is one of the worst movie characters of all time. James Cameron, and this just happened, hired a team of scientists. He said, after 25 years, I finally want to put this to bed. So he hired a team of scientists. He got two people to get in the water with the same size board that Rose was laying on to see if it were truly possible to get two people to fit on that 
door and float. Didn't Mythbusters already do this? Mythbusters did. And Mythbusters, hey, Brian Riley, Myth- proved that it could be done. Mythbusters proved that it could be done. But James Cameron's team of scientists now said that all you have to do is look at like when you get two people on a stand up paddleboard, it's almost impossible for two people to stay on it. St- they said, yes, it is very possible under the very perfect conditions mm-hmm. that the Mythbusters conducted their experiment in that possibly two people could have made it. But in the frigid waters of the Atlantic at night in April, mm-hmm. there was absolutely no way two people could have stayed on that door together. Not buying that. And James Cameron spent millions of his own money on this, and he said, I don't want this debate anymore. Stop asking Kate Winslet, stop asking Leonardo DiCaprio, and stop asking me. It has now been proven by science that two people could not have stayed on that door. You know what? If anything, I believe it more now. Oh, I know you're turning into it even harder now. The more that he has pushed back on it, the more I do believe it. Well, the funny thing is, like, he just did this study. Like, he's <laughs> so sick of people having the debate. He just did this. 25 years after the movie came. Because we just learned it came out on this day in 1997. Wasn't Jack already holding the door? No, I, he was on there, but he was in the water. His like, upper body was. Yeah, he was dead. He was already dead. When she shoved him into the great beyond. Right. Yeah. And he faded away. But what a beautiful ending to their story. Oh, you POS. <laughs> I, I just, I've always thought that, can you imagine, though, two people trying to hang on to that thing? They probably both would have died. Like, it would have, it would have capsized mm-hmm. at least. And then she's like, oh, cool, there's a boat. Bye, Jack. <laughs> See ya. Whistle. He Whistle. Would, he would have wanted, no, he was dead on the door already. Dead as a doornail, if you will. Mm. On that door too already. Soon. And too she, soon. And she just helped him. Yeah. To his watery grave. By the way, she pocketing that diamond she lifted. <laughs> All right. I should have known better. I literally saw this yesterday and thought, well, finally Wood can put his anger to rest. No, sir. About the Titanic. Science has proven Wood wrong yet again. You just relit the candle of hate. <laughs> So Thursday was the big Christmas party that, man, we were super excited for. Couldn't wait to get there at Raleigh's. Thank you to everybody who showed up. If you're wondering, the Reba jacket brought in nearly $900 when we raffled it off. And that's huge, man, for that ugly old jacket. And the woman that won it, I don't know if it was the drinks. Maybe it was just the excitement of winning the Reba jacket, but she was in tears when she won it. She was ecstatic. (laughs) She absolutely was. But I would say... And this is what a lot of people are telling me. Their favorite moment of the night was waxing trivia. All thanks to waxing the city. Now, Brian Riley, people think that you probably got it the worst. I definitely... What do you mean, probably? Because you're the hairiest, Mm -hmm. and it was on your hairy old chest. Now, if you don't know, we lined up Kelly Jordan, Brian Riley, and Brian Zinson, our HR guy, played a little waxing trivia. So we had three listeners. If they got a question wrong, we ripped off a... At home, waxing strip, which just goes to show you, you should go get this professionally done. The flaw in the plan was, too, though, is like, well, you're going to have to get it ripped off at some point anyway. Mm -hmm. So there was going to be pain involved regardless. Yeah. But I swear that Brian got it worse. Now, the only audio we have, because we weren't able to record audio like we wanted to that night. Rose sent this in. She got it on video of Kelly Jordan, who, by the way, we put the waxing strips on your tramp stamp. Right. Which needed it. Mm -hmm. Which is funny, because I'm like, dang, I kind of want to get the rest of it done now. It's so smooth. (laughs) Turn around. Let me see. Let me see how it is. No, no. Come on. Let me see. I don't know if you'll be able to see it. No, all right. I see. I see exactly where it went. Yeah, yeah. it feels nice though. I don't know about your chest, Brian. Mm. No, my chest does not feel nice. <laughs> There's nothing nice about what happened. <laughs> Kelly's looks good. <laughs> Mine looks fantastic. He didn't. He had maybe one tenth of the amount of hair on his lower back. That's true. You are a hairy little fella. You are very hairy. Hundred percent man. Hey, but uh, so here's me getting my tramp stamp wax. It's just a quick little audio clip. Oh! Let's go. I want, you know what? I want the pain. Let's go. Come on. I'll go for the one across. That one is hot sauce. (laughs) (laughs) There's just no, and uh, I forgot what her name was from Waxing the City was doing mine, so I had even had a professional, but they were like the cheapest wax strips. And people were saying, and, and women can, can text in and let us know, not that women are the only one that get waxed, but mm. they probably have a better, like the cheap ones are the worst because yes. they don't actually rip the hair out. They just like yank it and it doesn't come out. Yeah. It's like just getting, it's like slow, like torture. Now lift up your shirt. Where'd you get yours done? I got mine square in the chest. Yeah. Square in the chest. We know that. 
So. But you, but you said now you're getting. Like, <laughs> Holy Moses! Yeah, so what happened was they. Why put do you have so many pimples now? Because so what happened? They put the two strips on each peck, basically. Yeah. Right? Like on the inner side, and when they ripped it, they didn't rip any hairs. <laughs> and so just like I have one maybe golf ball size bald spot, and the other side has no bald spot, but just a bunch of irritated hair follicles because <laughs> they were like, hold on, let's try They're to get it all out. They got maybe a third of the way, and they're like, we're not moving. <laughs> so now I just have a bunch of, like, ingrown hairs on my chest. Ooh. And it hurts. Mine feels awesome. Somebody I'm, texted me in, like, last week. They're like, just use aloe. I was like, I don't think aloe. Ooh, that's going to sting on all those fresh wounds. I don't think, I don't think it's going to clear up the uh, junk that I got going on. Yeah, I don't know. Waxing a chest, you you really committed to it then. I would have done an arm or something. Mm, a great reminder to get this done professionally. Right, but thank you for doing that, Brian. Yeah. It was honestly the high. I laughed about it all next day. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad still laughing. I don't <laughs> think we would have gotten $900 for the Reba jacket had people not seen you go through that. You're welcome. So, <laughs> let's go. I want, you know what? I want the pain. Let's go. Come on. I'll go for the one across. That one is hot sauce. Oh! <laughs> Just the pain. Maybe we'll put that video up on the Killingwood Facebook page. Making you feel better about yourself every morning. It's time to get trashy with Kelly and Wood. Oh, yeah. Wood will now give us a story with some trashy elements to it. We're going to give it a trashy score and put it up on the trashy scale. We're headed to Florida. Yeah. Spring Hill, Florida, to be exact. That's when 911 operators were getting calls about a vehicle that was on fire. Oh, Lord. So, obviously, they got to respond to this. And when they pulled in, they found a sheriff's car engulfed in flames. I have to imagine, at this point in time, there's a lot more questions than answers. Mm -hmm. Now, I should point out that it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. This was not a late-night caper or anything like that. Well, so authorities put out the car. And sure enough, here comes a gentleman walking right up. This man, Anthony Tardano, says, hey, by the way, that was me, and I feel bad about it. I'd like to turn myself in. When officers started beginning to questioning him, he says that I am a professional arsonist. Okay. And then I had set the car on fire. I went over to that nearby dumpster, grabbed the bag of trash, brought it over here, lit it on fire, threw it underneath the car, and voila, this is my handiwork. Bada boom, bada bing, she's on fire. Well, you can imagine police started asking questions. Was this because it was a police car? He said no. If it would have been any car parked right there, I was going to set it on fire. Well, he sure is very matter-of-fact about it, isn't he? Mm-hmm. Uh, they said, well, what did he do? And he says, well, to be honest with you, I feel bad about it all, so that's why I returned to the scene to confess. Where were you? I was over that bar over there because I had been drinking all day, and you know yes. what? Came out here, set the car on fire, went back in there, had a beer, told everyone about it. They said that wasn't cool, so I'm here. I like how you ran into the court of uh, public opinion first, though. Hey, guys, I set that cop car on fire. <laughs> what do you think about that? Oh, come on, Anthony. Well, Anthony, by the way, he says that, he, as I said, he was a professional arsonist. That's because he has been arrested and convicted of similar offenses. By the way, not a real job setting things on fire. Uh, by the way, another vehicle that was parked next to the patrol car also caught on fire. Well, the firebug was arrested and taken to jail. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. All right, we'll give this one a score, Wood. Come on. Um, we got the guy. I don't know where to start scoring his story, though. I, I guess coming out and being like, that was me, guys. That's all me? Yeah, that's pretty trashy. Don't it's, you, it's admirable. Right. Taking, you know. But what you're admitting to is trash. You're admitting to starting a cop car on fire. Yeah, it's trash. Um, so we'll give that 200 points. Mm-hmm. Saying I'm a professional arsonist. It's trashy. Yeah. I'm going to give that another 200 points, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, what else do we got on this one? How about the fact that he set garbage on fire? Because you know that stunk. Right. Yeah. Oh, how about starting a car on fire, going in and having a couple of pops? And then coming out later on after you find out everyone said that's not cool. He did come back, though. He did listen to right. his friends. But I'm just going to say, like, starting a car on fire okay. and then sitting down for a couple cold ones, it's trashy, Wood. Fair enough. How about being arrested for points. numerous times of setting things on fire? I'll give him, okay, I'll give him 75 for being arrested this time mm-hmm. and 75 for the other times. Fair enough. Uh, I think that's it, right? Uh, another car got... How about the other car? Just go. 
Nice. Right. You think the car's safe parking next to a cop, right? I'll give that 125 points. You're right. right. That's very good. Okay, now we got ourselves a decent score, Wood. Are you ready? Come on. Today, our, our, our professional arsonist earns himself a whopping 875 points. Trash. Kelly and Wood's Small Town Salute. We want to say good morning to everybody listening in St. Rosa, Minnesota, population 68. Fun fact about St. Rosa, it ranked 137 in the 2005 Best Places to Live in the Midwest. That's a big title for a town only covering .37 square miles, but that's why St. Rosa, Minnesota, you get today's Small Town Salute! That was your Small Town Salute with Kelly and Wood in the morning. No matter how good you think you look in your senior picture when it's taken, taking a look at it a few years later, it's a rough stretch of highway. Time always <laughs> finds a way. <laughs> it sure does. So Wood posted our uh, our senior pictures on social media. I don't know. Where did they all go? I, I saw it on Facebook. Was it on Instagram? It too? was on the Kelly Wood Instagram page. It was also on the Kelly and Wood Facebook page later on. And the comments were nothing short of... Traumatizing. <laughs> Traumatizing. <laughs> now, I know that I looked... I, I was... On purpose, I was trying to look like Vanilla Ice in my senior picture. Bravo! Like, well done. Like a like a dressed up Vanilla Ice. I had my hair was super tall, and I remember doing my hair before my senior pictures. And I I, I like woke up early to get my hair just right and just tall enough. Like I I would I, there was so much hairspray in that hair. Right That's probably why my hair started falling out. You may not recognize this because it's a video game reference. You look like Guile from Street Fighter. With I don't. That hair. I, I don't get that at all. If you did, you know. Ah, uh, some other people texting. Or the comments were brutal. <laughs> Shane Jansen, how dare you, sir? Says I. Uh, Kelly looks like the Riddler, and Wood looks like the Penguin from the old Batman movies. Why are you wearing a tuxedo in your senior picture? Classy. Okay. Classy, <laughs> because it doesn't fit you. It, I mean, no, it, no, wait. I meant it doesn't fit your personality. That's uh, what I meant to say. Not like physically fit you. It also doesn't fit my neck. Now, to be fair, that's not a real tox. It was kind of like a dicky thing that they had there, like a fake one. So the pictures were done in our library, and you would walk wait, in. Wait, you didn't go get senior pictures done. No, this is for the yearbook. So you'd walk oh, in man, the library. We, we like went to a photographer, you know, Olin Mills or whatever, and got it done. No, they came to us. Okay. And then you had like a bunch of different like tuxedos <laughs> that you put on, try to get the <laughs> best fit. As you can tell, <laughs> did they have to give you two? Didn't do- <laughs> I Dang. wasn't that fat. I was a husky kid at this point in time, which also comes to mind. So I started showing people this at the Christmas party. Yeah. I have never been so hurt. <laughs> I, Tara Trout, our promotions director, said, you look like Mike from Mike and Molly. Oh, you do. That's who you look like in that Stop. picture. No, seriously. I agreed with that. I was like, what does he look like? I couldn't put my finger on it. That's 100% it. Brian Riley started ta- are Googling other fat comedians. You look like one. Which, which one did you Ralphie say? May. Ralphie May. That's a that guy was one of the funniest comedians. He was around. one of the funniest comedians before he died of a heart attack from say, being overweight because he was be a big fella. My daughter said I showed my daughter and she you know she is she she had seen mine before but not yours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she said Wood looks like the bully that would have beat you up, Dad. I was like, yes, that is exactly what she was like. He looks like the type of guy that would have beaten up a type of guy like you. About to come over <laughs> here again. Like, 100%. Other uh, people texting in, uh, Kelly, that was just me. Thank you very much. Oh, it's a joke. Um, uh, you look like Penguin from the Batman movie. I got called Penguin. When Danny DeVito did the Penguin in the Batman movie. <laughs> I, oh, my God. I did people do something. that to you? Yes. Oh, sorry. That is what I got made fun of constantly because my nose is quite pronounced. I feel like I'm not allowed to say anything now. And Am I allowed to agree with you on any I, of these things? Uh, other people I show the picture, they didn't even know that was me because of the hair. Because <laughs> there's a picture with me with the hair. Right. My wife, until that moment, never saw me outside of like pictures as a kid yeah. of me with hair. Well, I, but who whose would you say is more embarrassing? Are they, oh, are they neck and neck? Yours. At you, least you showed us another one. That I like. Yeah, more. I'm surprised you didn't post the other one the where I had my Garth Brooks. I had my Garth Brooks shirt on. I can post the, it in the, the two, comments. <laughs> the two colored shirt on as an addendum. My other one, but the one you posted, I had on a silk shirt with a tie. Oh yeah. 
looking good, kid. Other people saying, Wood, how do you have a picture of a you in a tux for this, but you didn't wear a tux to the Christmas party? Right. Well, now we know it wasn't even a tux. It was just literally a tuxedo t-shirt. Yeah. Well, a dicky. Yeah. Give it a little respect. <laughs> you're, like, what, you're like Cousin Eddie on... Uh, on uh, what's that? National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, just wearing a dicky instead of the actual thing. Well, if you haven't seen the pictures yet, uh, get on over to social media. It is definitely worth a, a second to look at. And bravo to Troy. Troy posted his. Oh yeah, that's that was quite a, distinguished. That was a sweet perm or whatever you were rocking there, Troy. That I looked, think that's more of a mullet. Uh, mu- whatever it was, brother, you you encapsulated that decade perfectly with that. Haircut. <laughs> Kelly and Wood. All right, we are playing a round of Christmas Dead or Alive. Wood has some of the most popular Christmas songs lined up, ready to go here. And we're going to guess, is the person that sang it dead or alive? Mm-hmm. I love these kind of games. All right, uh, so let's jump right straight into it, okay? Yeah, who do you want to do first? I have five here. Okay. Let's go with clip number one, Johnny Meth. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Best version of this song, in my opinion. Yeah. He's he's got a smooth voice. Johnny Mathis, though. Gosh. I believe, I think still alive. I think Johnny Mathis is still with us, I want to say. Can I tell you something? What? December 19th, 2022. I just found out Johnny Mathis is black. Is he black? I thought he was just... Uh, According to this picture on Facebook, or on Google. I thought he was just not white. (laughs) No, I mean like... Uh, Race. Like, <laughs> what's wrong with saying that? Am I going to get canceled now? All I meant is like, I could tell he just wasn't 100% Caucasian. Maybe he's not. Maybe I'm just making an assumption off this photo. But uh, yeah, no, I, I, he's born in Texas. I just assumed that he had maybe so Mathis, Hispanic, maybe. I hear somebody just texted him. Mathis is of African-American and Native American heritage. There you go. So there we go. That's all we further we need to say on that okay. subject. <laughs> Save Kelly Jordan has not been canceled. Right. But is Johnny Mathis still with us? I'm saying yes. I, I think I think that he is. With, uh, yeah, I'm going yes. <laughs> You're all I'm all flustered, flustered now because I said not white. Johnny Mathis born in 1935, still with us at the age yeah. of 87. Wow. Good for him, man. He made it. Uh, let's go with number two. How about Andy Williams? <laughs> It's the most wonderful Again, best version of this song. Now, for some reason, I feel like I remember him dying. Like, it was, I was kind of bummed just because I love Christmas music. This is my favorite version of this song. And I was like, oh, that's kind of a bummer that he's gone. I'm going to go, I'm going to go, he's no longer with us, I think. Born in Iowa, matter of fact. Good for him. In 1927, and he is no longer with us. Wow. Two for two, Brian Riley. I was saying congratulations, but that sounds kind of morbid. Yeah. So we'll just say that you got that. Brian, one. you can always chime in on these. Yeah, two. yeah, I feel like you've got it in the bag, but okay, I'll, I'll yeah, don't in. screw it up. Yeah. All right. I'm about to get a little hard on you here. All right. Because honestly, God, I didn't even know who sang this song until I looked it up. Okay. We're going to go with this little ditty right here. Oh, Lou Monty. Wow. <laughs> Boy, is this song a little insensitive? I don't know. Wow, here we go. Boy, you're just treading everywhere today, aren't you? Why is it insensitive? I don't know. It's I've just, never heard that song once in my entire life. You've never heard of Dominic the Donkey? you Dominic the Donkey? No, I have no idea what this is. You want to know what my dad used to listen to? And he still does? The uh, Jackson 5 Christmas album. Well, nothing wrong, wrong with that. That's all, that's all we play at my dad's house. That's a fantastic album. Uh, Lou, Lou Monty. It's 50-50. I don't know. I'm going to say, uh, say yeah, still with us. I'm going to say no. He's not with us. Oh, man, I got it wrong. He was born in 1917. His Holy parents, cow. Italian immigrants, by the way. That's why the Italian oh, theme Christmas there. donkey. He passed away in 1989. Wow. Heck of a run. Hot minute ago. Heck of a run. Now, this second song, I can't even really tell you the exact title of the song. Okay. It's a uh, Christmas card from a lady of the night in Minneapolis by Tom Waits. I've never heard any. Charlie, I'm pregnant. Okay. What? Living all night. I've never heard this. Really? And if there's ever been a song with Minneapolis in the title, I put it immediately into a playlist. Of Euclid Avenue. I've 
never heard this. I don't even know who Tom Waits is. Tom Waits has a very distinct singing voice. It's like that. Is it's, he from Minneapolis? I don't think so. What an odd song. To, what a. But he's like a jazz singer. I'll put that up there with Christmas Shoes. It's one of the worst Christmas songs of all time. It's... All right. Um, it's a tough listen. Tom Waits, he sounded young there. I'm going to say, yeah, Tom Waits still with... Although, he's a blues singer, and they do like their drugs. Mm-hmm. And sadness. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say Tom Waits, not with us anymore. I'm going to go with that. Tom Waits, still with us. Oh, man. <laughs> Dang it. I started out strong, too. At the age of 73, from California, by the way, has nothing to do with Minneapolis, apparently. Okay, well, why is he talking down about Minneapolis? Then? I don't know. I don't think he did. But uh, All right, so you're two for four right now. Oh, that's bad. Come on, finish strong, Kelly. Let's go. We're going to go. This one's for your wife. All right. Jose Feliciano. Feliz Navidad. Feliz Navidad. Uh, what year did this song come out? Feliz Navidad. Prospero año y feliz. You know what he's saying there? Prospero año y felicidad? No. Have a prosperous new year. Really? A happy and prosperous new year. How about that? How about that? Um, all right. Jose Felicianos. By the way, you asked what year that came out. Uh, 1970, according to this texture. No idea if that's true or not. Jose Felicianos. Uh, let's see. Morto y no morto. Um, I'm going to say he's still alive. Okay. I, I, I'm going to say he's still alive, Brian. Right? I'm going to say no. You said 1970 it came out? It, the song yeah. came out in 1970. Oh, gosh, According to Doug. Doug usually knows his stuff. That means that song is 52 years old. I, I'm going to say he's still with us. I I'm think he's no. still kicking it around. I'm going to say no. Jose Feliciano is still alive. Yeah. yeah. Dios muerte. <laughs> Age of 77 years old. All right. Well, three. Well, considering I didn't even know who one of the guys was, mm-hmm. I'm gonna say that's not bad. And then the only two I got wrong were Lou Monty and Tom Waits. Two that's of like good. <laughs> two of like the deepest cuts on there. Kelly and Wood. Everybody has their home cure for a hangover. There's a million of them out there, but would you say that there is now a proven one, medically proven? Well, hold on a second. I didn't say a lot of that stuff. Because I'm there. about to get drunk. There. Because, of course, this comes from social media. Well, there's a doctor out of L.A. that says that she has a four-ingredient hangover cure, and it will absolutely cure your hangover. Let's go. Now, we should mention that if you get any sort of medical advice off of TikTok without checking with a medical <laughs> professional, you got anything coming to you. But she calls this the oral banana bag. Now you take a <laughs> clean it up. I mean, come on, clean it up. Seriously, I don't know why that's what it, what she calls it, but she does. She says you take a B complex vitamin. Okay, that makes sense. A folic acid supplement. That makes sense. Some magnesium and wash it down with a large glass of water, preferably mixed with an electrolyte pack. Okay, because the banana, doesn't the banana ha- banana have a ton of magnesium in I it? I think so. Okay, so I know that that helps. And isn't the reason why you have a headache, isn't that because you're lacking folic acid? I, I have no I don't do the science behind it. I just got drunk and then woke up with a headache. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't like, oh, there's not enough folic acid in my head. You know, you know what really works that doesn't get enough attention is Pedialyte. Our PediaSure. A lot of people know that one yeah. now. Yeah. But it just doesn't get as much attention. Like a couple, there's no better feeling than when you're just hungover beyond recognition and you grab a, like a Pedialyte uh, Icy Pop or whatever, a Freezy Pop. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. It's just like. You know what's the best hangover cure? It's a large cherry fountain pop from Quick Trip or any gas station. Just yeah. a large one and then a breakfast sandwich. That's that cures, good. That cures. Because you got to get the burps. You got to get the burps going. Yeah. That's, that's the main thing. Like, like I, that's why I'll, I'll go to a Diet Coke, because it makes me burp so much. Or a beer, depending on if I'm on vacation or not. Now, see, honestly, when I hear people talk like this, I can't imagine why drinking is fun. Well, I just have never gotten into it. Because it's fun up until the next day, you know? Fair point. Like, well, That's why last weekend I was up drinking with my cousin until like 3.30, because I was like, the second I shut this down, it's going to be over. Like, it's going to hurt. Well, so you day. just keep it going? Just keep it going. Keep yeah. the party going. Well, this doctor does recommend you, if you do the oral banana bag, be careful. Your pee is going to be bright yellow. That is absolutely normal with it because okay. that is the B vitamin causing it to turn that color. Bethany texted in, a banana bag is given to patients who are in the hospital and start to detox. It replaces the vitamins and minerals that the body is missing. So it's a medical term kind of thing here. So I could go to the hospital and get a banana bag. I wonder if it's because it's like bright yellow or something like that. What? We the, get, oh, the, the sack, That's why they call it that. The bag? We give them all the time for people that are pregnant or sick. 
Val's is the best hangover food. Yeah, that's not a greasy burger is always good, but it, it's gonna. It, I don't know. Uh, to me, it's just burping. Burping is the main thing you got to get moving when you're hungover. I don't know. It's like your your mouth. You you wake up and your mouth is all just like. You yeah. need something to wash it down and then something to eat. Anything greasy, like Chinese food is also really good. I'm telling you, in the South, if you go into a Waffle House at 12.30 in the morning or later, yeah, 85% of the people in there are just hammered. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's greasy. Yeah, it leans your tin to the greasy food aspect. But, the, but getting out ahead of it is key, too. Like if you oh, wait, yeah. if you wait till the hangover sets in, you're fighting an uphill battle the entire time. You got to get out ahead of it. Lots of Pedialyte before you go to bed. Even maybe a banana before you go to bed. Just don't choke on it and fall asleep while you're trying to eat it. Good lord, Elvis! Hey, I, I go ham, dude. I, <laughs> I don't know how parents do it though. Like, do you do it where you're hungover the next day and then you just act like you're fine? Have to. Oh man, you absolutely. And I know my kids can smell it on me too. They're like, oh, there's dad again. Let's get him up. Sometimes early. <laughs> Kelly finds things interesting that uh, no one else does. And I mean no one. It's time for Maybe It's Just Me. Let's go all the way back to December 16th, 1965. Okay. Apparently at that time we had some astronauts in space. <laughs> now what would that be? December 16th, 1965. Tuesday. I, well, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, what, 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 what space mission would that have been? Doesn't matter. That part doesn't matter. But to wake the astronauts up on December 16th, 1965, the very first song ever played in space was played, and it was... Mariah Carey. <laughs> Someone's cell phone going off? I don't want much for Christmas. No, this is what they broadcast to the space... The, the uh, spaceman. Okay. <laughs> astronauts, if you will. It was Jingle Bells was the very first song ever played in space. I feel like I knew that. I've heard that somewhere. Possibly. I never knew it until I started looking up what are some crazy facts about Christmas for Maybe It's Just Me, and that was one of the first ones that popped up, and I thought, that is dang interesting. Wasn't it the movie Aliens whose tagline was, can anyone hear you scream in space? Or in space, no one can hear you scream because there's no oxygen. Was that true? There's no air. Well, yeah, because for sound to work, you need air molecules to bounce against each other. No. And vibrate. Yeah, you do. How do you think sound travels? So if two if two asteroids collide in space, there's no sound? No sound. Haven't you ever heard that audio of uh, two black holes colliding in space? And it just goes like, whoop, and that's it. That's all. That's well, all. It's the a sun. black hole. Nothing escapes a black hole. That one makes sense. But, but it was like it was like two galaxies eating each other up, or something like that. It was like two galaxies uh, c- clashing in space, and it just went like. Whoop. How and do we have sound of that? I don't know, dude. I don't know. <laughs> I don't work. I don't work at NASA. But I guarantee, if I do two galaxies colliding, the sound will come up. You know who well, is you're, a- gonna, you're gonna look that up. Absolutely. Yeah. I am. Well, fine. While you do that, you know who was a BA? Sigourney Weaver in Aliens. She really was. underrated as just a complete rear kicker. She was. Yeah. She was hardcore. That movie scared me to death. I saw it once when I was younger. My brother's like, You want to watch Aliens? I was like, Yeah. And then halfway through, I wanted to cry. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I did cry. There's no way. Those aliens are really. Really frightening. Is there no sound on these videos? <laughs> you I just, thought you said there was no sound in space. <laughs> can I? Can I be honest? When you talked about earlier with Rose and Jack fitting on the door, mm-hmm. yeah, that should have been maybe. It's That's I, t- I even told him that. I, that th- this mm. was this was exhilarating. Yeah, no, this sucked. This sucked. Are we listening? Hold on. This is the black hole. Dynamite sounds. <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> I guess in space, no one can hear you scream. Yeah. Okay. I could have swore that one time, though, I heard audio, and they're like, this is what it sounds like when two black holes collide. Yeah. All right. And after that, they said, this is what it sounds like when doves cry. <laughs> 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 All right. So what you're telling me right now okay. is my son needs to Whoa, look that, for some Christmas ones. That one was bad. Yeah. Actually, no. Boil it down. To, you, you ruined it by taking it too far. The fact that the Maybe It's Just Me originally was the first song ever played in space was Jingle Bells is interesting. No. You ruined it. And I'll have another one for you tomorrow. And I'm sure that you are setting a watch so that you can be here at this time to hear another Maybe It's Just Me. That's going to be good. That sucked.
No, it didn't. It didn't suck until you ruined it. I'll have another one tomorrow. Another Christmas theme. Maybe it's just me. And I don't care, Wood, if you're going to try and ruin every single one. Because I found it interesting. And I know there has to be somebody out there that also did. But if not, that's okay. I don't mind standing here saying right to your face. (laughs) Kelly and Wood. Welcome to our bonus track. It's our first break from 5.40 in the morning. We hear about Wood uh, continuing to, go, to do good things for the holidays. Try to, at least. Trying to. And I tell you a story about having a flat truck tire, which if I tried to do this again, I don't think I'd be able to accomplish. And I don't know if I've ever laughed as hard about Chris Angel in my entire life <laughs> than I did this morning. And what kind of household he must have grown up in. Well, it's all right now in our bonus track. Our first break from 5.40 in the morning. Kelly and Wood. It was decent there for a hot minute. I was like, my God, he's going to pull this off. <laughs> I did. By all intents and purposes. A long, hairy mane? That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> all right. Look, hey, we're off to a funky start today. I get it. Mm. But uh, let's... Let's see if we can't resurrect it. Why was your weekend bad? I, you know what? I have just been off. We we're, were coming off that fun Thursday night Christmas party, which to me was one of the highlights of my radio career. Oh yeah, I'm not even I'm not even speaking in hyperbole. Mm-hmm. This ain't hyperbole. I really, I. <laughs> it really was one of the highlights of my radio career on Thursday night. So anybody listening right now that was there, thank you so much. We had for coming out awesome time, and we understand you know the roads kept some people away. Totally get that as well. The, the night just flew by though, man. Mm-hmm. It was. It just, I wanted it to keep going, and we figured out some things that did work, some things that didn't work, right. and it was our very first one, first annual, if you will. I believe that this is something we can do again. Right. And should we say how much the Reba Jacket brought in, or should we hold that for later? Uh, I mean, we could talk about it right now. We, we raised, uh, all thanks to Tim, man. Right. I give Tim a ton of credit. He was out there. Uh, our winner from Bolus right. was literally overcome with emotion. She started crying. Now, that could have something to do with the fact she also won our How Many Drinks Have You Had Tonight contest. That's true. <laughs> the two do go hand in hand, but she was so excited to win that jacket. Uh, just an awesome group of people. We raised a nearly $900. Right. For uh, the homeless veterans here in the area, I think that's amazing. Yeah. We had a fantastic time. Huge shout out to Raleigh's. You guys are right. awesome. The yeah. crew there was amazing. Uh, all the stand-up comedians, Matt Doima, Jonah Maddox, of course. Uh, the music from the Honey Badgers was fantastic. It was just a fun time. Yeah. I, I wish we could do that every week. Yeah. But then again, people are like, uh, eh, again? Eh. Again with this? But we're going <laughs> to figure it out. We, we I, I believe that there is something in the works Okay. That we are going to do coming up again. We, how are we going to find another Reba? How will we ever top the Reba jacket? Though? I don't know if we can. I wonder if we would just went on eBay and looked up corny country music memorabilia. If that could become like our thing, like we come up with something every year, mm-hmm. every, and then that's what we auction off. Maybe. George Strait's leather <laughs> pants? I don't know. I could say pressed, creased I, Wrangler. No, we, we started on the top of the mountain. We can't go down from here. That was a, we shot We shot too high. Anyway, why was your weekend funky? Because, you know, I I wanted to help some people. And I put it on, honestly, I put it on Facebook because I was trying to find an organization of how I could help somebody. I've, I talked about this last week. My father's Christmas gift this year, he wanted us to do something nice for somebody. Right. I said, cool, I love that. I want my kids to be a part of this. And I put it on Facebook, and, I, and I'm not putting anyone's business out there, but I, I got so many stories of people that are just struggling right now. Uh-huh. And honestly, it kind of messed me up. I bet. I, I wanted to help so many different people. Like, I got hooked up with a child advocacy group, right? Yeah. And I started going through there. Well, then I found out my wife was doing something else. Now I have, like, a couple of these families that we, as a family, told, yeah, we would help out. And I don't want to go back on my word. Right. I'm not rich, despite what some people in my Facebook messages told me. Right. That, you know, you're rich, you should be doing more and things like that. Oh, God, people said that to you? And look, I understand it's the holidays and some people are struggling right now. And I'm trying, man. Like, I mean, it just sucked. Really, anything that you can give to me is, you know, is above and beyond, you know? I get that. Coming out of your your own money to give money to a complete stranger is huge, no matter how much. If it's 50 bucks, it's huge. And we wanted to do something nice, and I think we did, and and I'm very excited about what we did get done, but I just almost left it all feeling like... I didn't do enough, but but that you, you could never do enough, right? I you know guess. what I mean. There's all because you could donate a million dollars, and 
there's still going to be people that don't get in it. You know, there's right. There's always going to be people who are having a rough go of it. And that's and that just it feels. I, I feel terrible knowing that this time of year and stuff like that. That there's people you know that don't maybe not have enough and things like that. And I just wanted to get some gifts for kids, and I got lists from people that literally wanted clothing. Right, I know. And you just think. What are we doing here? But uh, I got my kids in the car yesterday morning, took them out, and I said, look, we're shopping for this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid, this kid. It's like, this is what they want. This isn't a trip for us. This isn't what we want. This is what they want. Right. And it took a second for them to kind of lock in. But I, I think it did, and I think this is good, and hopefully this is a tradition that we can kind of continue every year. Yeah, man. And but man, I'm it's lo- inspiring to be honest with you. Like but it makes it's me draining, think, and it sounds I, selfish as hell. But well, okay, you're but you're right because you were telling me why. But you know, maybe next year it's more of like you're, you just go to an organization and you do it instead yeah. of trying to because you're trying to do what people who have worked in charity organizations have already figured out how to do. Yeah, and you're literally trying to figure out how to do it right now. When they've already put in the legwork of, right, here's the best way to get the money to the right people. And if you work in social work, God love you. Oh my gosh. I couldn't, there's no way I could do it. Right. It, it just, God love you. And I'm, I'm, trust me, I am not trying to bring it down. I did get to go to my uh, daughter's dance recital yesterday. Oh, nice. Which was phenomenal. I, I love, I, I've talked about this before. The, Amount of support, dance moms and dance dads and <laughs> dance like hockey families. parents, <laughs> dude. It, but like the amount of encouragement, yeah. Like if you see a kid struggling, I swear people cheer louder for when they're struggling versus yeah. when they do something perfect. And well, how great is that though? It is. It, it was just. It was nice to see Murphy. Absolutely loved it. I, honest to God, had no idea how much work went into hair and everything. Oh yeah. Because last night, Andrea's yelling at me. He says, hey, can you get Murphy in the shower? She's got to get all that junk out of her hair. <laughs> and there was like, I honestly accounted 13, what are Bo- they, Bobby barrettes? pins? What, what's the difference between a barrette and a bobby pin? I think a barrette is like more of like a clip that you put on the outside. I think a bobby pin is supposed to go unnoticed. So but- you don't know either. <laughs> no, I Giving you a, a gosh darn good explanation here. Um, I believe a barrette though is like decorative. Okay, you know what I'm saying like you clip it on. It's got Polly Pocket on it or something. Uh, you know, I <laughs> <laughs> was like the first. I don't even know. I think that was a real toy back in the day. Polly Pocket Christmas. Did you pick that up during the depression? <laughs> no, I think Polly Pockets were like in the 90s. Uh, but I, so I start taking all this out. You know, I get the shower started. I'm doing my thing. There's a sock in her hair. <laughs> oh, for volume? I, I get for like to hold like a bun. Yeah. You know, because she had like this little type. She had like a little librarian haircut. <laughs> and I, I even turned. I just I just yelled down the hall. I was like, Andrew, I don't know what this is. <laughs> Do I leave the sock in? She's like, oh, it's called a sock bun. I'm like, this is gross. I'm like, what is <laughs> I, God made me bald for a reason, babe. I, but uh, so it was just it was just one of those weekends where you just honest to God felt like you were going on and on and on and on and on. And yeah, on. I know the feeling. We, but that's uh, a holiday ramp up, man. And you said it. I still haven't bought my wife her gift. And then she told me what she wants. And I'll explain to you uh, coming up in the next break after six o'clock why I'm now I'm having a hard time coming up with the money for Christmas gifts because I'm a complete moron. No, Mr. Kelly. <laughs> I'm a complete idiot and got a flat tire for maybe the dumbest reason ever. But anyway, so yeah, you're right. There's that last minute stress mm-hmm. of the holidays. But And I usually do not stress this time of year. I just don't. Right. Because I'm usually just like, eh, whatever. It is what it is. We're all just fine. But this year it has just been different i don't know if it was school in the one class that i've spent you know uh, not very much time on yeah. and maybe now all of a sudden i'm worried that i failed well you I know what would fail. no the hell they talking about i'm there, great there's no way no you don't fail at anything you do even if you get an f it's not a failure it was workplace communication oh yeah that's now, not your strong suit it's not because you know they you know what's the proper response and apparently telling people they're idiots is not no and that's your go-to. The workplace is going soft, man. If it's a stupid question, it's a stupid question. I don't know why that's offensive. Ready to do it again this morning, even though coming off of a weekend where, I'll tell you this story real quick. Maybe one of the dumbest things in my life happened to me on Saturday. Go on. Thursday leading into Saturday. So, or for whatever. doesn't matter. The days don't matter. Hey, Kelly, how about more useless details? Okay, great. Yes. Anyway, we get home. I get home from our Kelly and Wood Christmas party on Thursday night, right? Mm-hmm. Had some of my DJ equipment in the back of the truck. Didn't want to obviously leave it out there overnight. 
So I'm unloading DJ equipment, right? All right. Now, I always detach my truck key from my house keys because I don't have remote start that works on my truck. Oh. <laughs> I know. Hey, it is what tough it is. Beat. It is a tough feat. But that way, it's like I go out and start my car. At least if they steal my car, they're not getting my house keys and everything else, right? Mm-hmm. So I always have like a loose truck key in my pocket. Well, it fell out at some point when I was unloading my DJ equipment. Couldn't find it in the freshly fallen snow, right? I thought, all right, well, it's freezing cold out here. I've been up since 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm done. I will find it in the morning, or I'll find it in the spring, one of the two. Like, it'll be around. Nice driveway maintenance, sir. <laughs> oh, 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 anyway. because <laughs> you don't have that snowblower, but no, go on. It snowed while we were gone, while I was gone all day. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it was like this fresh, fluffy snow. So I was like, all right, I'll just find it in the morning. I don't have time for this right now. I'm freezing. So next day, I get up to shovel. And I'm like, where the hell is that key? Like, I know it fell out of my pocket. I heard it fall out of my pocket. Couldn't find it anywhere. Shoveling, shoveling, shoveling. Don't see, I was like, well, all right, I probably shoveled it up and threw it. You know, I'll find it in the spring. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I got a spare key. I don't have a remote start, but I got a spare key. Must be nice. I got a few things going my way. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to brag, but anyway, so then I pull my truck ahead so I can shovel underneath the truck. As I back it up, I was like, oh, what the hell? I thought for sure. I was like, what did I run over? The shovel? What did I do? I go look at my back tire, flat as a pancake, key sticking out of the side of it. Somehow, I don't know how. I, I One, I didn't even think a key was. I thought the key would bend because it's not like it's sharp. Mm-hmm. So I thought the tire would maybe bend it or boom, shoot it across somewhere else. I'm sorry, would what? <laughs> you know what I'm saying. But <laughs> the key had to be... Maybe sitting on ice at just the perfect angle or something. And as I backed the truck up, I, I don't know how you this... punctured your car tire with your car keys. One of them. One of my... Yes. I, and I, I, t- I posted a picture because I was like, oh, before I take the key all the way... Because people are like, how did that puncture your tire? But I, I started to pull it out and I was like, oh, I got to take a picture of this before I take it all the way out. So I... So I had it, it went completely fat. And here's the thing that sucks. One, I just bought those tires a year ago, oh. so they're not even that old. But they're so old that I'd, I'll have to buy at least two. And the key went in like the side, so, so the sidewall, so it's busted. So they can't patch it. Yeah. So now I got to buy two new tires, all because I dropped my key and then rolled over it and punctured my tire. I, te- I, I literally started thinking like, why does stuff like this happen to me? Like why? What 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 energy do I put out in the universe that a, my my own truck key punctured the truck tire? I, I almost guarantee you that's never happened to anyone else. I was about to say if literally any other human on earth would have spun me that tail, there's no way I believe it. <laughs> I, I would just believe that they puncture their own tire for some sort of sympathy or insurance right. purposes. Maybe for a social media post. Like, but only the- you, Kelly Jordan, could somehow pop their own tire <laughs> with your own car key. Like, there's so many things in that sentence that don't make sense. I, I really, I don't think if I tried, I could even figure out how I did that. I don't. It, it has not be, even a million to one. Like the key had to be resting, maybe like just at the right angle on a piece of ice or something, right? And then as the truck, like, maybe the tread on the truck tire grabbed I don't know how the hell this thing went in the truck tire. But I know I got a flat truck tire now. Good S- night. And it was, it was so ridiculous, I didn't even get mad. Because I was like, that's the most ridiculous thing that I've ever seen. I was like, you know what? Bravo, universe. Bravo. <sighs> so did you change your own tire? Of course I... Wow. I changed my own tire. Gotta ask the question. Come on, man. You wow. see these hands? These hands work, bro. So are you riding on the spare right now? Right now I am, yeah. I'll get new tires today. So what if you just get keep the spare and you know That spare is ugly, dude. I was embarrassed. My daughter had a sleepover over the weekend. I had that ugly old spare sitting on the truck. I've rode dirty on a spare for a hot minute before. Well I, That's a full size spare. In your twenties, fine. It's not a donut. <laughs> but my my friend my daughter had a friend sleepover on Saturday night. And, you know, I had the spare sitting on the truck, mm-hmm. and they pull up in a Range Rover. I got my rusty Chevy sitting in the driveway. I'm like, I, I'm the I'm the one they look down on in this relationship. Oh, yeah. They just look in the backseat like, Samantha, yeah. <laughs> if you're scared, please don't hesitate please to call. Please be careful. Jeeves will come <laughs> snatch you in a moment. Would you like Jeeves to stay the night with you? I was, like, peeping out the window like, dang, they got a Range Rover? <laughs> look at him. He's looking out the window right now. Preston, <laughs> you sure you don't want to go stay at her house? I'm sure it's much nicer. Jeeves is on standby. But we also have a funny story that happened over the weekend regarding the Vikings game. We got to bring this to the table. 
Bring it. We have to bring that. So, God love our company. They sent out an email last week, said, hey, we have some extra tickets for the Vikings game this week. Right. I put in for them. We're putting in for a company wide. I put my name in for you because I wasn't going to go. Thank you. Because the Browns played that day. But, boom, they send back an email a couple days later. I'm not even going to put the employee's name out there. Why? There's two employees that we know both won got to take a guest with them to the Vikings And them seats are good. I saw their posts. So, apparently, if if you lived under a rock and did not know, the Vikings pulled off the biggest comeback in NFL history. Now, this is, honest to God, this is one of the reasons you never turn off a game. Right. I, I, I was, I, and by the way, they covered, believe it or not. But here's the deal. We found out, I have found out through my investigative skills, that one of the employees left the game at halftime. <laughs> now, what was the score at halftime? Because I didn't start watching it until late. It was 30 rip. Okay. Now, let me tell you. The Vikings looked about as bad as an NFL football team can look at halftime. Worse than the Browns? Oh, dude. I've watched a lot of bad football. <laughs> <laughs> You've been hard-pressed to be down 30 rip at half. Right. But to miss... Literally, NFL... Think of all the games that have been played in NFL history. Yeah. And that was the greatest comeback and he, of all of them. Not only did you have free tickets, mm-hmm. you had phenomenal tickets, mm-hmm. and you missed one of the biggest moments in sports history. You literally... I, to me, <laughs> this person should never be allowed to enter in for free tickets ever again. I, I would 100% agree with you. I would 100% agree. Because when I heard that, I was like, dang, I wanted those tickets. I have never left a sporting event early outside of like the last two minutes. Right. The closest I ever got, my dad, brother, and I flew out to Arizona for Ohio State Clemson playoff football. It was the college football playoffs. Yeah. Ohio State got dog walked. 31 rip. And we were in a Clemson section, brother. <laughs> Hostile territory. Let me tell you, I got, we, we heard every single thing in the book. Did we leave? Nay. No. Well, what were we going to do? Leave to go to the hotel room a little right. early? <laughs> right. But you, you stick an, it out. Leaving the game early is such an old man thing, because I know exactly what he was thinking. Oh, beat this traffic. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> now, I have sat in some horrific traffic, but the Vikings games aren't that bad traffic-wise. It's not. And, and there's some spots where you can park, or you can park a little bit far away so that you don't have to deal with as much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like little strategic spots. They're a little more expensive, but... I believe, though... Leaving early for a game, the tickets you were given, yeah, you're out from you're here done. on out. Yeah. You shouldn't be allowed. I I can't believe that. But I also saw. Did you, does anyone else know of anyone else that left early? Because I, here's the thing: the, you're going to hear from every single person that they were at that game. You know what I mean? Right. But honestly, I I was I saw the end of the game, mm-hmm. and it didn't look like it did because I was like, wow, I'm surprised the stands aren't empty. Because the Vikings were just getting schooled for the first three quarters or whatever it was. That crowd was insane at the end. Yeah. Like, and honestly, those are those moments that you wish you were at live to right. be a part of that. 100%. I, I've been at some very fun games, but I have never, obviously, never been at a comeback that large. That, to see that, that was amazing to see. And I tell you what is funny, because I stayed off of Facebook a lot this weekend. But I did pop on there a little bit. It's amazing how many people I saw just dumping all over the Vikings at halftime. Well, that because that was Queens and all that stuff. Because I wasn't watching the game, I was just following it on social media. Mm-hmm. And even my diehard friends or diehard Vikings fans, like I knew they'd let us down. And I was like, well, this game must be not so good here. I, I'm telling you, uh, Mary just texted in. Good morning. We know some people that left the game in the third quarter and listened to the game on their way home. Oh, that would be torture. <laughs> Oh. Knowing that you could have been there and been a part of it, see. But I, I, when I go to a sport, when I go to a sporting contest, no yeah. matter what, it, no matter what it is, <laughs> yes. I just like being there. You That's know? part of it. I, I don't care what the score is. Yeah, obviously, I want to see my team win. But I just like, I like having a beer and a hot dog and just being around a bunch of people. And some of those games that have those, um, uh, the uh, Indians, or sorry, Guardians. Now they had a comeback where they were down like eleven runs. One time, and I think that's the biggest comeback in baseball history. And I actually just watched that one on TV, and I to this day remember my dad was like, "Hey, this game sucks. Can we change?" I'm like, "Yeah, you never know. You never know. It's what makes sports so phenomenal. What a fantastic sports weekend." Now, let me ask you this: and we listen. You're the sports guy. I'm not. Mm -hmm. What are the Vikings' odds of continuing? 
Like it's, every everyone says they're frauds, but you know what? You can't. Cause, well, I think they say that because the way they win is just not pretty a lot of times. It's and not, I know, a, it's and listen, not a win I'm not, pretty league. I'm not a sports guy, so right. I, I know people are probably driving into brick walls right now hearing me talk about sports. But it just feels like they never win handily. No, it's true. It's always like it's always a scrap and a fight and a. But that's just cool to see. But that's what the NFL is, though. I mean, it's a it's a win in advance on league. If you just find ways to win, I mean, I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC. Okay, but outside of that, the NFC kind of stinks. So they kind of stink. So absolutely, I think the Vikings have a shot. All Wait, right, keep throwing the ball to Justin Jefferson. The, j- just do that, and you will be absolutely fine. That dude, honest to God, is maybe the most gifted wide receiver I've ever seen play the game. And I was around Calvin Johnson when he was in college. I mean, I've been around some, like, I've seen up close, very talented guys. Yeah. Justin Jefferson is a alien. Will we lose him next year? No, he, oh. he, he signed. But when the spaceships come and they do land, the aliens are going to walk off the ship and be like, Hey, Justin, <laughs> stop, fellas. Been here for years. That dude is an animal. Uh, people, other people texting in. Uh, I was from Little Falls. I was at the Vikings game, and wow, my first game ever. Oh snap! I wanted to leave at halftime. So glad I didn't. It was so loud. My niece did leave though. Ha ha! Idiot. Oh man. <laughs> oh, just good. Hey, Corey, they're not all that fun, brother. They're not all that fun. All right, uh, let's go ahead and do a little history, shall we? Come on. It was on this day all the way back in 1843. God bless us, everyone. Charles Dickens' The Christmas Carol was pu- was first published back in 1843. It's a good story. It is. It's a great story. And Maybe you, it's what we need about this time of year. Well, and you know, like you kind of see all the different renditions. You know, Jim Carrey's done a bunch yeah. of them and things like that. But it, it, it's just true form of it. It really is a good story. Story. 100% could not agree with you more. Uh, on this day in 1973, there is an acute shortage of, of toilet paper in the good old United States. We got to quit writing on it. <laughs> Johnny Carson makes a joke about uh, toilet paper running out on shelves. And because he was the it, I mean, nobody was watching anything else besides Johnny Carson. The next day, there was actually a toilet paper shortage in the United States because he made a joke about it. So the reason I bring that up ain't the first time it happened back in 2020. Well, and we saw it during. I actually got in trouble for this in in school. I was in some media class, and they got told that you know media doesn't really have that much of an impact on oh, creating yes. panic. I said, yes, you do. And he's, and this professor was like, well, can you give me one example? I said, the toilet paper shortage of, of COVID. Yeah. There was no reason for it. Like, nope. to- we don't get our toilet paper from China. Right. right. COVID did not make anyone use the bathroom at a exponential level, right? Like, there was no reason for it, yet we had it because someone went on the news and talked about yep. it, and it exploded. And because there's not 24 hours worth of news in a day. And it was, it, with it was crazy to see. And, oh, well, that doesn't really count. I'm like, what, what do you mean it doesn't count? It's exactly what you were talking about. <laughs> yeah, 100%. But it, it, it's crazy, man. I'm telling y'all, sometimes you just got to turn that stuff off. On this day in 1997, Every night in my Titanic opened in American theaters. I'm not going to do it. I got a story for you. As a matter of fact, I thought about you yesterday. Of course. Because I read this story about something James Cameron did to finally silence the Titanic haters. The hell you will. No. You we're won't doing, silence me. You know what? I'm going to pull it. I'll have it for you at like 6.55, right before we go into 7 o'clock. I'll have it for you then because something happened, Wood, and you're going to have to finally change your tune, brother. Titanic's an awful movie. But it came. No, it's not. It yes, came it out in 19. I still remember I went on a date with Leslie Price mm. to go see Titanic. And boy... Was it magical? Yeah. Did you cry? <laughs> no. <laughs> that didn't sound very convincing. Not in front of her. Yeah. Uh, later on, though. I was like, it was so beautiful. Titanic sucked. <laughs> All right. Rose uh, sucks. On this, stop. It's it's getting tired. You started. You it's just, getting really tired. You started it. Uh, the, uh, birthdays today. Celebrating a birthday, Jake Gyllenhaal. So what we got now is Brokeback Mountain. How old is Jake Gyllenhaal today? 40? Uh, Ah, uh, you are close, my friend. He's uh, you're a little bit high on that one, though. He is actually forty-two. That movie where he's a news, like a news reporter, like a cameraman, where he was like committing the crimes and then reporting on it. Oh, I never saw that. It's haunting. That sounds cool. though. He is super creepy in that movie. Also celebrating a birthday today. Tony Danza. I don't, I don't 
don't think any other morning show plays this song as much as You want to talk about driving a beater through a great neighborhood? <laughs> Tony Danza pulling up in that van? It's Alyssa Milano's birthday today. Just a dream or two. 47. No, you're actually a little bit high. She's younger than that. And uh, boy, <laughs> still just gorgeous, man. Mm. Angry as all get out. Yeah, she's mad at the world, but boy, is she gorgeous. Wait, what, are you, what are you so mad about? I know. She's just mad about everything. She's like, I took my Tesla back. You you haven't well, even worked a full day in your life. Like, Alyssa, he, he already got your money. It doesn't matter that you brought it back. Yeah, you don't get to return it <laughs> with the receipt. <laughs> Joke's on you. Uh, mm. And then finally... Wait, 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 how old was she? I oh, said 47. I said, oh, 50. She's 50. Oh, so today. she's older than I said. What, what did I say? You said I, younger. I, I thought I said you were a little bit low on that. Oh, maybe I did. So also celebrating... I'll a birthday. too busy lost in the tunes. <laughs> <laughs> so also celebrating a birthday today, Chris Angel. To be floating over the Luxor, looking out over this trip, is the culmination of a lifetime's dream. That's I don't, I don't like Chris Angel. I'm out. Too many bracelets and necklaces and stuff and earrings and stuff in his hair. And I, I told you, my aunt went and saw his show in Vegas and said it was the worst show she's ever seen in her entire life. And the last time I said that, a bunch of people texted in, said the same thing. Right, that you could see like cables and wires and yeah. all kinds of stuff. No thanks, I'm out on Chris Angel too. I, I just don't like how serious he is all the time. And, and I, when I saw him wearing like a handcuff necklace one time, I was like, dude, enough. <laughs> enough with the accessories, all right? Don't they always say when you feel it, like, like put on all your accessories, then take one off? Isn't that the rule, Jen, when women are getting dressed? Yes, Coco Chanel. She says, put everything on and take one thing off. Right. Chris and, Angel never got that memo. And when all else fails, add more lipstick and attack. Oh, he did that He too. did that one. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> the eyeliner, too. He's heavy on the eyeliner. Uh, was he like forty six? No, he's old. He's way older than that. Really? Yeah, he's fifty five. Well, that's what happens when you dress like a teenager, right? You know, <laughs> right. teen angst, blasting My Chemical Romance. <laughs> Knock it down out there. I'm Mr. Brightside. I hate you, Dan. And whatever, Chris. I'm like ninety. Shut the hell up. <laughs> I'm like ninety. Cut me some slack, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I put this card in an apple. Shut the hell up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> of course, if it's your birthday today, we want to wish you a happy birthday as well. 